0: If you have your Bible, turn with me to the book of Joel. It's a prophet in the Old Testament, the book of Joel, chapter 2. And we'll be reading verses 28 through 32. Joel, chapter 2, verses 28 through 32. Now, you will want to... uh, Hold on, as you came in, everybody as you came in, you should have received a dream card. It says, my dream card. And I'm going to instruct you on what to do with that. So you want to hold on to that and make sure that you have a pen. They were giving out pens on the way in too. But want to make sure that you have one of those for whenever you come, uh, for the end of the sermon, I'll instruct on what to do about that. But let us hear God's word. And it shall pass, it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth. Blood and fire and pillars of smoke, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood, but the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord, and it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord calls. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for your word and for the inspiration of it. Lord, we pray that you plant dreams in our hearts through your word today so that we might hear it, so that we might know it, and so that we might fulfill those dreams that you have for each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we are in our Life Song 4.0 series. We have two more weeks after this, and so uh, th- having a great time. Hope you are enjoying it as much as we are doing it. And um, we've been looking at songs like uh, the first week it was Alabama, I'm in a hurry and don't know why. We talked about what that we were not designed to live life in that kind of hurry. Uh, also, the second week, uh, Pastor Chris had us do Food Fighters, The Foo Fighters, we didn't do it in the form that you probably have heard best of me, um, but but we we did it and Camille and Andrew did a great job with that. Mama Said was uh, the next week, and that was by Lucas Graham. And we talked about the power of words, the words that we speak over those around us and those that, that we love and, and, and over those. And, and then last week, we, um, we looked at Man in the Mirror, and uh, Sharon did an incredible job covering for Michael Jackson for that one and Man in the Mirror. And so today, we obviously are looking at a song that Elvis first performed. He actually performed it at what was known as the '68 Comeback Special. It was um, it, it was towards Christmas time. It was supposed to be kind of a comeback uh, concert for him. It was a television special. Um, they had worked it out because he had been doing a lot of movies. He had been doing some songs, just that he didn't see a lot of value in and and things, and so he wanted to do something special. Now they actually wanted him to do the finale of that 68 comeback special they wanted him to end it with I'll be home for Christmas and you know since it was about Christmas time and all but it was also shortly after uh, the uh, the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. and so Elvis said I really do not want to do I'll be home for Christmas when there's so much going on in the world right now and so one of his writers got together and Walter Earl. Earl Brown um, actually wrote the uh, wrote the song, and and it is called "If I Can Dream." And he wrote it thinking about with Martin Luther King in mind. Even though King had done the speech about five years before that in '63, he wrote it with Dr. King in mind, talking about dreaming about a time when things will be better, when there will be more equality, where there will be more uh, people, as Dr. King said, would be would be uh, judged on based on their character and not on the color of their skin and and those type of things and dreaming for a better land a better time and what do we have to do to help make that dream Come true, And so, uh, you know, I I got to thinking about, really, what are the dreams that God has for us? Now, I know that we all have dreams. We all have the kind of dreams that we have at night. I know that there are folks that have had dreams, uh, all kinds of dreams. We have nightmares sometimes. I know one nightmare that I've had, and you don't have to raise your hand if you've had one of these two, is the nightmare. Have you ever dreamed that you were naked and you couldn't find any clothes? You know what I'm talking about? I mean, just kind of... And, and you're like you're like running everywhere and can't and you're in slow motion by the way you know what I mean nobody wants that image but anyway but but I also I had a dream uh, I've had a dream several times about um, about my teeth falling out and I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you I have a lot of teeth I'm proud of my teeth I love my teeth they got to get one worked on but anyway um, and, and all of a sudden and, and here what was here's what was so bad about it I had that dream about my teeth falling out I had that dream um, on a lot And it was Sunday morning. And late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, I have a dream about my teeth falling out. And whenever I wake up, the first thing I did was feel them. And thank the Lord, you will not know the relief that I had whenever I felt and made sure that they were all there for me to go preach with. But God also gives us other kinds of dreams. I think God can work through dreams that we dream at night. I I believe he can speak to us through those. But also that he gives us dreams and visions of what he wants us to do and who he wants us to be. And he's given us dreams and visions. And and the prophet says that. Joel uh, chapter 2 verse 28 and 29 says, And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days. Now, this was an important scripture, all scripture is important, but this was especially important because, see, they, uh, the prophet prophesied this, and then it is fulfilled in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. Because whenever Peter stands up to preach after the Holy Spirit falls on everybody, all of a sudden he says, guess what, y'all? This, what you see today... Now, he first of all had to tell everybody that these folks aren't drunk. So, okay, they must have been getting kind of wild in the spirit. Amen. But anyway, uh, he says, they're not drunk, but this is what was prophesied by Joel. And then he reads that scripture from Joel. And if it was prophesied by Joel... And if it was confirmed by Peter, then I believe that it can still be true for each and every one of us today. That God is pouring out his spirit on you and on me and on us, and he wants us to be a part of his dream. So how do how can we be a part of God's dream? Number 1 is this. Make we must make space and room in our lives to dream. We must make space and room in our lives to dream. Now I know some of you saying, I make plenty of spaces every night. I go to sleep, I sleep well, and I am ready for any dream that he wants to give me. I'm not talking about that kind of making space to dream. Yes, we need to do that. Yes, we need to have plenty of sleep, plenty of rest. But I think sometimes God wants to speak to us through his dream, I mean, he wants to place his dreams in our hearts through prayer, through his word, through speaking to our hearts, but we are not going to hear it and get that dream in our heart if we don't take the time and the space to allow that to happen. Uh, look, Look what Jesus says, John 8, verse 43. Why can't you understand what I am saying? It's because you can't even hear me. And, and whenever in and the context of that scripture, he's saying, you can't hear me because the devil is trying to tell you so many other things. But I think it's more than just being distracted by the words of the enemy. It's also because we don't take time to listen. So many times we are so busy talking that we don't take time to listen. I'll admit that's me sometimes. It's hard for me to just stop and listen sometimes. Especially stopping and listening to the Lord. I try to a lot. But also, I, I won't ever forget the... Um, Uh, I was at this retreat uh, right before ordination. They sent us to this place. It was called Avila. Uh, It was a retreat center up near Durham, and uh, they sent us up there uh, to you know spend some time with the Lord. And 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 after the morning devotion and all, they said, now take the next thirty minutes to an hour, and you cannot speak. You need to take that time in silence. Now we couldn't go back and go to sleep. You had to stay awake because I would have done that. Get quiet. I'm going to go to sleep. But anyway, but they said you can't do that. You got to. Go around, you can uh, walk, do the trails or whatever, but just take that time and not talk to anyone. I'm going to tell you what that hour felt like all day to me, especially whenever I'm like around people because I'm like, I want to tell them something, I want to say something. And finally, I was out there by myself, so I just talked to the butterflies and, and uh, or tried not to talk to the butterflies. They did not talk back, by the way. But anyway, But I tried to listen to the Lord. But we have a hard time sometimes just making the space, finding the place to listen for what dreams God has for us in our hearts. Number two is this. We must see the kingdom as God's dream for the world. We must see God's kingdom... In the New Testament, it's called the kingdom of God. In some of the gospels, in Matthew, it's called the kingdom of heaven. But that is really God's dream for the world. Now, it was prophesied... When you see any of the prophecies in the Old Testament, it will talk about the day of the Lord, and it's talking about the, uh, the consummation of God's kingdom and, and it coming in. and And, and listen, listen to what uh, well Elvis tried to say it like this. In some ways, there's must be must be lights burning brighter somewhere. Got to be birds flying higher in a sky more blue. If I can dream of a better land where all my brothers walk hand in hand, tell me why? Oh, why? Oh why can't my dream come true? This is sort of what the prophets were trying to say. Listen to how they would say it. Isaiah chapter 2 verse 4 would say, He shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. They shall, be, they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. Uh, the the women's choir over this morning in traditional saying uh, I'm going to lay down my sword and shield down by the riverside and I'm not going to study war no more. And that is, a for, that is a forecast of what the kingdom should be, of what we should be learn, yearning for and looking for for God's kingdom. Joel says it like this in chapter 2, verse 32. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord calls. See, here's the thing. The prophets prophesied it. Jesus initiated the kingdom. We are to help bring the kingdom in. And then Christ comes to consummate his kingdom when he comes again. Are we doing what he's dreaming for us to do for his world? And that's to be a part of his kingdom. And last is this. If we're going to be a part of God's dream, we must realize that God has big dreams for each of you, for each of us, and for the church. He has big dreams for each and every one of you out there. Listen, maybe you said, Tim, man, my dreams, I, you know, I, I'm getting up in age and I don't know how many more dreams he could be having for me. I want to promise you something. He has big dreams for you. He's not done. If you're not dead, you're not done, okay? And that's a word from the Lord right there. Amen. There's no such thing as retirement in the kingdom of God. There may be in our jobs, our careers, maybe even in ministry, some think. But anyway, but there is no retirement in the kingdom of God. And he still has great things to do through you. Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse 5. Listen, for the t- children, for those that are not even born yet. Listen what he says. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Even the unborn, God already has dreams for each and every one of them. And he has planted those seeds and those dreams into our lives. God has big dreams for this church. I mean, folks, we're averaging in all of our services and weekend services, we're averaging in in our Leland location too, we're averaging about 860 on Sundays right now. Pre-COVID, we were averaging about 960. So we haven't got back there. We have a lot of new people coming, but somewhere, somebody went somewhere, amen, amen. And, and, or just watching online and and all. But but that's not as important as the fact that right now in the Wilmington area, Studies have showed that there's about 90,000, that's nine zero, 90,000 people who claim to have no church home. 90,000 of the population in the Wilmington area. And then when you put New Hanover County and Brunswick County together, it's, about, it's a little over 200,000. Folks, the harvest is plentiful. And I believe God has a dream for this church to make a dent in the unchurched population and help start making disciples and sharing the gospel and the hope that we can have through Jesus Christ. There's... Um, a picture of a place some of you may have actually visited before. Um, it's known. It's in Nevada, and it's known as Death Valley. Uh, picture uh, dryness, sand, death, nothing growing, no rain, and it just sits there, dead all the time. Just rock, dirt, sand. But in 2005, for some reason, something different happened with the weather that year and there was some enormous rain that came through in Death Valley. And whenever it came through, all of a sudden, Death Valley turned into this. Into a beautiful, amazing, plentiful garden. Maybe there's some of us here this morning who truly feel like your life recently has felt like that first picture of Death Valley. Maybe there's some of you here that feels like there's been a dream in your heart or a dream, your dream for the church or your dream for the world in some way has been just dead or dry or lacking. I want you to look at this picture and I want you to see it As God's dream, because here's what happened. What they figured out was there were seeds in Death Valley, some of them that were planted years ago, and they were just waiting for the right conditions and for the water and the nourishment to come so that it could bloom into this garden. And I want you to know you may be feeling dry right now. But God has planted dreams and seeds in your life that I believe He wants to come in and rain His Spirit on. The Bible, Joe, also talks about the latter rain. And that's whenever it was in those latter rains would come. That's when the harvest would come up. And that what God's Word says will never return void. This morning, I want you to just take, as the musicians come out, a... I just want you to take this card and take a pen and I want you just to take a moment we're just going to have Camille play a little bit and um, for our last song just play a little bit and I want you just to write down on this card what dream God's planting in your heart it can be a dream for you it can be a dream for a kid your kid Grandkid, it can be a dream for this church. It can be a dream for this world. It can be anything. It can be very specific. It can be very. It can be world peace. But write down a dream. You can sign it if you want to. You don't have to. I, won't, I do want you to know that these are going to be prayed over by our staff this coming Tuesday morning. But if you feel comfortable signing it and okay with signing it, you're welcome to do that. If you don't, don't, don't feel any pressure to sign it. We just want to know the dreams that we're praying over. But what dream is God planting in your heart? Either for yourself, for your church, or for this world. Maybe it's a place that's been really dry and you just say, Lord, my dream is for nourishment and rain to fall in this area of my life. Just let let them speak to you right now as you write those for just a moment as they play. Just a minute. Everybody, reach your hands towards this table and towards these dreams. Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, Lord, we pray you pour your spirit out over these dreams. That any areas of dryness, Lord, there will, these seeds will bloom and blossom in mighty ways. Lord, I thank you for all the dreams that are here or maybe in those boxes, Lord, after this service, God. And Lord, I pray for encouragement. Pray for blessing over all the dreamers here, God. Lord, let us know that you are at work. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.